All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Uh, we have a few things to talk about, uh, and we're going to get into all that wonderfulness here today. If I'm breathing heavily right now, I just ran upstairs because I almost wore the wrong shirt for this. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. It's a one to Godoy. He's found a great ball and it bolts it plenty of time. He smashes it off and doubles the visitors' lead. Thomas and a Bolson. Now Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack. A little handsy there, crosses it. Pineda, the extra pass. Seaton finishes. It rolls down to his left and parrying aside. All taken care of by the Orange County keeper. We'll leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal! And it's gone in! An equalizer and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County off the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast and on facebook at orange and black soccer cast how's it going orange county welcome to another episode of the orange and black soccer cast the first and only podcast that's dedicated to orange county soccer club its fans and supporters i am your host ray samora and i am with you each and every episode as we discuss all things orange county soccer club and joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, welcome, or how's it going? It, it, it's good, Ray. Um, I didn't just run upstairs to go put on a, a shirt that's more appropriate for the podcast because I don't have a webcam, so I didn't have to worry about it. Um, but other than that, just enjoying our our wonderful weather before it begins to rain again. I, I, I still think, uh, and I think the... The listeners, the watchers, the viewers, whatever we want to call it, I, I think we need to help you invest in a webcam uh, so you can participate in this wonderful thing that's called a live video streaming of our podcast. Believe um, me, no one's no one's missing. My face isn't going to add anything to this, guys. You're not missing out. I'm not a model. Uh, well... Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to uh, get into the, the swing of things. Uh, for those of you watching, listening, we're trying something new this week. Hopefully the audio is going through. Hopefully the video is going through fine. Uh, we're uh, trying to up our production game here. At least I am on my end. Uh, I think I'm pretty soon going to have to get a uh, a helper, someone that can come out and just do basically sound and, and visual for us. But for the time being, we're going to try this thing out again. Hopefully everything's going through smooth on the live feed. If not, you'll be able to catch our podcast uh, when it releases uh, later this evening or early on tomorrow morning. But let's get into the swing of things because we have a few things that we do want to discuss, uh, some news items that came through uh, and and whatnot. One of the things that we wanted to get through or get to early uh, in this podcast is um, getting back on Harry Forrester. Uh, when we last joined you, we sort of had the uh, the announcement that day that he had signed with us, or at least vi that recently, I don't know if it was that day, but very recently he had signed with us. And, and uh, Dylan and I just sort of tried to give you our best thoughts on Harry. And again, this was mostly just coming from what we were seeing from highlights on YouTube or just word of mouth. Uh, I, I, I guess I can speak for Dylan. 
I, I know for myself, I'm not really an expert of Harry Forrester. Uh, and I'm sure Dylan wasn't either. Right, Dylan? You, you were right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> a huge uh, Wombles fan. So, But what we did, uh, or at least what I did, is when I found out about the signing, I sort of went on to social media, tried to reach out to some podcasts out there in England, in Scotland, to see if anyone would be interested in sharing their thoughts on uh, Harry Forrester, the newest signing for Orange County. And it proved to be a little bit difficult just because of the time difference. I mean, right now, as we're doing this recording, it's about 4.30 in the morning out in England. Not the best time to be able to get someone maybe to join us live on a podcast. But we did get someone that was willing to come on and join us. Uh, um, You know, we recorded it late Thursday night for us, which was Friday morning out in England. And that was Chris from Nine Years Podcast. He was willing to come on and spend about a good 15 minutes with us at least recorded minutes. We, we probably talked with him actually for like a half hour. Uh, and he was able to share some information, some thoughts, um, just some, some, some information that uh, proved valuable, or at least will let us know a little bit more about what to expect from Harry Forrester uh, when the season kicks off. So I'm going to go and play that clip for you. Uh, go ahead and enjoy it. All right. So with the uh, signing of Harry Forrester, we reached out to some podcasts out in England to see if we can get some, more information on this player that most of us here in California have little to no knowledge on. Uh, And luckily for us, we were able to get uh, some help. And I'd like to introduce Chris from Nine Years Podcast. They are the only podcast covering AFC Wimbledon out there in England. Chris, welcome to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you. And for those of you listening to our podcast here, it, it definitely took a little bit of work here because uh, and if you don't know much about the differences of the world, there's a, a big time gap here. So I'm sort of recording this late in the evening. Chris joined up early in the morning out there. So again, uh, thank you for taking the time to do that. Um, what 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 I want to get at right away is Harry Forrester. Most of us out here in California don't know much other than what we can see uh, when we're looking at highlights in YouTube or, or whatnot. Uh, can you give us maybe just a quick introduction or just your quick thoughts on what you saw from Harry Forrester in the season he was there uh, playing in Wimbledon. Yeah, um, Harry came to us as a quite uh, a high-profile signing. Um, we're quite a small team in England. Um, so we, we didn't expect to get someone of that, that calibre. He came from Rangers in Scotland, who at the time are sort of in their top league, where we're in the sort of third league in our country. So it was a surprise that he came to us on loan. We, because we we borrow the loan system in the UK is very much you can borrow players from other teams for either a, a year or or half a year, and we got him for a year. And um, he came to us, and he was he came with very high regards. He he once uh, had a trial at Ajax in in Amsterdam, and they're very you know very high up there in the Champions League in Europe. Um, and he came to us. He was very fast. He's he's got a good good turn of pace on him. And he's got a shot. He only scored a few goals for us, but what he what he did score was very important. And actually, you could argue he kept us in the division that season. But he's a very quick player, very committed. He sometimes likes to take one touch too many, if that makes sense. He he can attack like it's going out of fashion, but then he'll get into positions to score, but we'll just over overthink it. So he'll take one too many touches. But he's very quick. Um, he's very skillful. He's got a lot of a lot of pace. I think it'd be a very good signing for you. That that's. 
exciting to hear. Uh, you know, when you look up his information, some sites will list him as a winger. Some sites will list him more as an attacking midfield. Uh, when he was with you guys, where what was his primary uh, role on the team or position on the team on the pitch? He was mainly he was mainly attacking midfield, um, but more more sort of out on the left, um, as it were. Uh, he he's very good at linking up play. He can he can take the ball in midfield. And just run with it, and some and sometimes that works. Unfortunately, our our setup didn't really use him to his best because we sometimes avoid our midfield completely. I don't know if you have a, a long ball uh, in America. I don't know if you know what that is, but booting it from the keeper up to the strikers is normally what we do. So we miss them out sometimes. But when he did get on the ball, he was very good. And so you mentioned sort of uh, pace and he has a pretty decent shot. Uh, is there, are there any like weaknesses or just maybe areas uh, that may, uh, that fans may be concerned if, if, you know, they saw that on a, on a weekly basis or see him out there. Are there things that maybe fans should be looking out for and, and maybe seeing if, if he's grown from when he was with you guys? Yeah. Uh, make sure you've got a good defender behind him. He's tackling back sometimes leaves a lot to be desired. He's not, he doesn't get back quick enough, maybe. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, he's yeah, he's good. He's a good lad, and he's a nice guy. I mean, I sometimes I volunteer, I, I help out at the club, and had a ch- couple of chats with him when he was there, and he's he's a really nice, really nice guy, really nice guy. Well, I I guess luckily for Orange County, uh, you know, as far as we know, we've got actually a pretty solid and what seems to be growing as a deep midfield uh, setup, both attacking and uh, some more defensive minded midfielders. So hopefully there's a, a slot that we can work them out there. And with that type of depth, maybe, uh, you know, you have the rotation, we can maybe not have to rely on him as the sole provider. Uh, I don't know if you, you know, follow much USL uh, or know anything about our team, but we have, we actually had a pretty good attacking midfielder last season. Who's signed back and returned with us, which, uh, you know, for, Fans that listen to us and know the USL, it's very rare to get some, uh, you know, get more players staying with one team for long periods, which, you know, is, is interesting. But, uh, you know, when you have uh, that option and hopefully that pairing with uh, Aiden Quinn on our team with, with Harry Forster, that might be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I, I did. I did do a bit of research uh, on the is, team. Is there any like there. moment from when he was, when, you know, when he was with you guys that you noticed, or was there like this, like, highlight moment you can think of or you can possibly remember maybe a goal that he scored or just maybe a, a run of play that he made at any point or is yeah, that uh quite quite a little a, difficult to think of no it's fine um at one point last season i went to we played a team called northampton which is sort of in the middle england he scored the winning goal and it was a very nice run and shot and it was um about halfway through the second half um and you could argue that 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 result kept us in the division actually um, but yeah, he's, um, like I say, when when he does have a go, he'll he'll only ever score good goals. You know, he won't score the sort of tap ins from a yard. Um, but he will score. He will score good goals for you, definitely. Um, yeah, good. I guess good morning to you guys. Um, How you doing? You're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Um, did it when he was um down with you guys? Did it? How did? What was his attitude like? Did he seem like he was um? devoted to the cause and uh actually interested in playing well yeah definitely he's because he was um it looked like he was having a bad time of it at rangers um in scotland i don't know what he fallen out with the manager i think so he he sort of came down to us with a a point to prove 
you know, see what he needed to get back up on his feet, sort of thing. And he definitely gave it a go. I mean, he, we we used him pretty much in every match that season. And you don't do that in the UK because we've got like forty men squads or maybe forty five, and uh, you don't you don't play a lot of games unless you really want. You know, you're you're up for it, and the manager sees that, especially with our manager. So, yeah, he, he was definitely giving it a very good go. His attitude was 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 definitely spot on. All right, um, like a good League One level then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, he was. He. I think League One was the lowest level he played at. Um, like while he was here, because he was mainly Championship, and he even had a couple of spells with a with a Premier League club. I think Aston Villa. I think he was at, but as a as a kid. So you know you don't you don't <coughs> you don't get to that level without being half decent. Now I know, uh, Chris. We were talking before we sort of went live here. Uh, you know, we were talking about how there's some similarities with our clubs. You know, similar stadium size. You know, lower leagues in America in in, in England. Um, let I mean, let our fans know a little bit about what what is what is AFC Wimbledon. Well, what are the fans like out there? Do you guys, you know, what do you guys call yourselves with the supporter group and all well, that? Well, I mean, how long have you got? Um, the, thing with, <laughs> the thing with AFC Wimbledon is we we basically started the club from nothing. So we held trials in a park in Wimbledon. Uh, it was completely open. About 500 people turned up. Um, it was in reaction to our team at the time, which was in the championship, which is the second division in the UK, uh, moving 70 miles away, which won't sound a lot to probably your listeners and yourselves. But for us, it's quite a big thing because we're a bit of a tiny country and 70 miles is a long way. Um, we So we uh, own the club. We paid in money at the start to start the club up and then it's become self-sustaining. So, it, you know, it makes its own money. And we've got all the money from getting to where we are. Um, we don't really have a, I mean, we don't really have a, a name, but we do call ourselves the Wombles of Wimbledon, um, which is is actually an old children's television program from the nineteen seventies. About it, oh, this is going to sound weird, although I've seen some of your cartoons, <laughs> and this might, might might not sound too weird. Uh, it's a group of cartoon. I don't know what you call them. They kind of look like massive rats, but they're not. Uh, that collect litter on Wimbledon Common. Um, so we call ourselves the Wombles because we're from Wimbledon. Um. Yeah, it's it's a unique club because I don't think any other clubs in England um, in the professional leagues, so we're talking the top four, that own their own club. We run it and we make the major decisions on it. So that's you, that's different. Um, yeah, we're we're just all completely mad. We we set up in in the part time, totally non professional league. So we had people who had full time jobs would come and just play for us on a Saturday. Um, and we used to play in fields at the back of sports centres and stuff like that. And when I say sports centres here, I mean like a shed next to a field. <laughs> um, with uh, we, uh, the first, for example, the first league game we ever played, which was two thousand and two, we sat and watched the game on hay bales, uh, which is literally just bales of straw around a pitch. Um, and there were three thousand of us there, which is compared to that team's usual uh, attendance of sixty nine. So you can imagine what that was like. It was, it was, it looked like a, a county fair. Um, it was, it was madness. So we we played in the non leagues as we call it here. So the the, the guys who have full time jobs and then come and play on Saturday for about it was eight years. And then in the ninth year we we got promotion into the professional leagues. So we've been going at it for some time, but it's been good fun up to now. 
I mean, that that's that's an amazing story of of how you, you get your team sort of taken away from you guys and you guys just persevere, say, hey, you know, the heck of it. We're going to throw in our own money. We're going to start up our own club. We're going to start from the bottom uh, and work our way up. And now you're you're up there in the professional leagues. What are you guys in League One right now? We're in League One. So, yeah, yeah. We, we're uh, the second well, the third professional division down from the, you know, your Chelsea's and your Tottenham's and well, Man United's. I'm sure you've heard of all of them. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a different world it's a completely different world where we are we're, we're in a ground that's no longer really fit for league football and we've, we've just purchased some land back in Wimbledon which when the, when the move happened uh, the people that were in charge at the time said was impossible so that's one in the eye for us uh, so we're about to start building our new ground with 11,000 in it hopefully it should be nice Oh, that, 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 that's awesome. I, I, you, it's funny when you mention like some of those teams. Yeah. I'm, I'm the huge premier league per, person. Mm-hmm. Dylan, uh, our, my co-host, he's more on the lower leagues. I, I, he follows yeah, Luton town. Yeah. Vastly different fortunes this year. Yeah. My brother, um, who's, who actually sort of runs the podcast bit. I just do the Twitter. He's, he's a Luton. He went to Luton at university nice. and he goes and watches them every season. Nice. Yeah, so there you go. You got it's it's not unheard of. What's what's your team in the Premier League? Dare I ask? Uh, mine is actually Tottenham. Oh, that's not too bad. If you just said Chelsea, I'm afraid I had to cancel. Ooh, yeah. Before. I, I trust <laughs> me. I, here. <laughs> oh, I hate Chelsea. <laughs> trust me, I, I'm not a huge fan of Chelsea or Arsenal. Those are my two oh, hated teams, of course, as a Tottenham fan. Uh, and it, it's you know it's too oh, bad for what happened on, on the match uh, as we're yeah, recording yeah, did they go this. Out, I think, so. <laughs> They they know. did I, in, in penalties. Yeah. Oh, penalties. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Well, that, um, that's, uh, in fairness, that's you right because in uh, and this is sounds terrible, but twenty years ago you knocked us out on away goals <laughs> at the same stage. So, oh, tough. Know, <laughs> I'm um, not bitter though. That's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Dylan. If you had, I I know we sort of swayed away from Harry Forrester for a minute. I don't know if you had any other questions you wanted to maybe find out any information on Harry Forrester. Um, I imagine you probably had most of it covered about yeah, actual you... stuff. I was going to ask how Jake <laughs> Jervis is doing down in the. Oh, All I'll say is that Luton have done this. Um, uh, uh, oh, how's the best? What's the best way to describe it? When we said to a Luton fan who's based in the UK, "Oh, we've got Jake Jervis on loan," he just started laughing, Oof. and I didn't know how to take that. And the fact that he's missed two got two open goals from a yard in the space of about five games, has really rankled. He's just not putting the effort in. He's not a very good guy, I'm afraid. Oh, can, we have Harry, can we have Harry back instead? You can have Jake and we'll have Harry. That's not <laughs> mm, no, no. <laughs> I'd still rather have Harry. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I'm just totally lost in this whole conversation. Oh, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't follow <laughs> Luton or, or, uh, or Wimbledon, so I'm like, okay, go for it. <laughs> no, Jake, Jake, is, Jake is a player we borrowed in the, under the loan system from Luton. And he's just, he's not good. Is 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 the best way I can describe him. But anyway, <laughs> you pay your money, it takes your choice, you know? <laughs> nah, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, I don't know if there's anything else you want to share with us, Chris. Uh, no, it's cool. Uh, it's about really Harry cool. or just about soccer in general out well, there in England? <laughs> <laughs> many, many things. No, but I'm, no. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure if, you, if I really opened it up to you, you could probably do a nice full... You know, hour and a half, hours, two hours. You, you guys got to go to bed at some point, man. <laughs> no, it's been um, fun. 
Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, let, let's do this. Uh, let our listeners know if anyone's interested in in learning more about AFC Wimbledon, English soccer, or listening to uh, your wonderful podcast out there. Let our listeners know where they can find you guys. Yeah, we are on the we're the at nine years podcast, and it's at nine YRS podcast. Um, we do episodes every Thursday, so it was if it was Thursday morning, you you'd probably get them late Thursday, no, no Wednesday night. You see, I cut time differences. I can't do it. <laughs> um, we we have, we only ever talk about um, Wimbledon. However, we do. Some my brother is obsessed with wrestling as well. So, if you guys do like your wrestling, he talks about that on occasion. Um, yeah, we're the only podcast about Wimbledon because the club didn't want to do one or didn't do one in time, and we beat them to it. But that's another story. Um, yeah, the po- it's great fun. I mean, we've actually one of our uh, patrons, would you believe, we actually have a stand named after John Green. Um, he's actually major contributor to us as well, not major one, but he puts his money in. So he's apparently going to do a film about us. So watch this space about the rise from nothing to where we are now. So look out for that as well. See, the the, the similarities just continue with, with this because uh, I think Dylan and I are sort of in a similar spot where uh, either we beat the club to it or just the club really didn't want to do it. And we, we mm. went through it, you know, and a we're a bit of both. <laughs> you should say you did. I was late. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where I, I jumped on it and, you know, I'm sure the club's fine with it. Cause we give them some free promotion. Mm. Uh, you know, we get to, you know, go and act as media at the matches, talk to players, uh, mm-hmm. break, you know, try and break some news here and there when we get a chance. I think Dylan's getting a little bit better at that than I am, but uh, no, I, I appreciate it. And then uh, is there, any uh like do you guys have a website or is there you know your social media i don't know if you provided that i yeah it's, 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 no, it's, right. it's the same same website address as well nine wires podcast.com okay um, perfect. it's all under that banner but yeah it's um i was gonna say we'll have to return the favor at some point get you on get you on ours <laughs> hey you know I, I i i'm sure dylan or myself we, we we'd be more well more than welcome to do that i mean we both love the game of soccer mm. uh you know and, and we, we we're part of this minority here in america where we mm. love the usl we love the lower league of soccer mm. because yeah. you just uh, our hash one of our favorite hashtags to use is support local soccer or support local just because mm. uh, you know it's it's just one of those things and your your team your story is such a neat thing uh you know i, I fans check check out their their podcast it's it's an awesome um story and, and some great stuff and by the way you know again they were willing to chris was willing to work out the the timing conflicts here between california and england and, and make it work out so we always appreciate that yeah so good thanks for having me guys yeah no no problem thank you for joining us uh ladies and gentlemen that was chris from the nine years podcast uh, the only afc wilmington podcast that you can find on the internet so once again thank you chris all right so that was the interview that uh, dylan and i did again that was um last thursday here in california um it was it was a great uh a great chat uh, it's 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 a fun thing when you get to speak with uh, soccer fans around the world, especially when you get like the lower level soccer. That's you know sort of where we fall here in Orange County uh, with Orange County Soccer Club, and most clubs in USL fall into that more grassroots soccer, lower local soccer. Uh, so when you're talking to a, a team in the third division out in England, they're in a similar situation as us. It's a it's you know smaller stadiums, uh, less budget for players and and travel and and whatnot so it was just awesome to have him on and and learn a little bit about not just harry forrester but about uh, afc wimbledon and just sort of how that club came to be uh on that all right (laughs) 
Dylan, tired. Um, I think you could tell when I when I hopped in because I was a bit <laughs> late. But my God, um, listening back on it, I was barely awake. I remember being ready to go to bed around eight o'clock <laughs> and then staying up for this. I'm like, Dylan, do you want to get oh. on at like 1030 at night with uh, someone who's willing to wake up at six in the morning out in England to talk with us about Harry Forrester? He's like, sure. Uh, so, um, and, and, and it was, it was cool. You didn't get to hear that in the clip, but we had some audio issues in there. I was, uh, I asked a question and then all of a sudden my audio went out, but it, the recording was still going on. I couldn't hear what the response was. And I sort of had to ask Dylan just, Hey Dylan, cause he had just jumped on mid midstream there. I'm all Dylan ask a question and, and it definitely went well. He didn't ask anything that I asked that I had already asked. So that worked out pretty, uh, pretty well for, for everything there. So again, uh, I want to thank the guys, uh, all the guys over at nine years podcast and especially Chris for taking some time out to, to help us learn a little bit more about Harry Forrester. And again, about AFC Wimbledon. I, I think, uh, I, I think Dylan and I have both sort of, I, I know Dylan has Luton town as his, you know, pure lower league English team, but I think AFC, AFC Wimbledon has like a little bit, uh, uh, at least I'm a little bit on their side now after, uh, after them joining us. And then of course they had a magical, uh, weekend in, I can't remember which cup, the FA Cup or one of the cups. Yes. Yeah. Knocking one out uh, West Ham 4-2 and like commandingly. Yes, it was. Anyway, yeah. Well. It shouldn't. I think it shouldn't even have been that. I mean, it's not even as close as that sounds and 4-1 or 4-2 doesn't ever really sound that close. So sound close. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you listening, if you're still listening after we went on for about, you know, 15 minutes, non Orange County soccer club thing, thanks for still listening. Uh, you know, it's one of those things we just, you know, we want to take that opportunity when we have it in that situation, but we got to get back into Orange County. And one of the big things we learned earlier today, I think many Orange County soccer club fans were a little disappointed when this news broke. Indy 11 broke the news earlier today that Thomas Enavoldson is returning to the USL, but he's going to be playing for Indy 11 and um, he will no longer be on the pitch for Orange County Soccer Club when the season starts in just over a month. Uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts? on? I know you were sort of following him on social media. You saw that he was really working hard. Uh, what do you think of this signing for Indy 11 and just sort of the loss of uh, Volton for Orange County? Um, I'll start with Orange County. Uh, it's obviously a huge loss, um, losing a guy that scored 20 goals and had 10 assists last season. Um, and losing a guy who's clearly way too good for this league. Um, that's, that's a big loss for us. Um, it's a bit of a big loss for the West as well, though other teams fans are really, uh, I know Tulsa and Phoenix fans are really pleased that, um, that he won't be back. Um, but in terms of for Indy, it's, it's a bit weird. He's going into a already stacked um, offensive roster. Our good friend uh, Richard Rainrotter um, updated his uh, lineup, and he's got Enavoldson up top in a in a four three three with um, Eugene Starikov uh, on the left wing and Dane Kelly out on the right, um, and then an attacking midfielder in uh, Illich. And that's a really stacked, uh, really potent offense. Um, of course, Enavolson, like I said, 20 goals, 10 assists last season. Starikov in 19 games had six goals and an assist. Uh, Illich played 32 games, had 13 goals and 10 assists. Uh, Dane Kelly was with DC United for most of last year, um, but only played one match. 
played a couple with uh, played four matches with the kickers um, out in Richmond, scored one goal, uh, but he was the 2017 Golden Boot as well with 18 goals. So uh, I think, and and this is going out on a limb here, but I think Indy 11 is trying to score some goals this year. Um, I think that's a fair assessment. You think? <laughs> I still think that Anderson is going to be the best player on that list. Um, he played every minute for us last season, and I imagine that he's going to demand to do the same in Indy. Um, and I'm not. Uh, I think it's mostly coming down to a, to a money situation there, um, and I imagine they have the money to to pay him. And um, if you're faced with playing in a league that you know you're too good of. Um, and not planning on sticking around, you might as well go get paid a bunch of money. Um, so I understand why he went, but it sucks. Uh, didn't feel super great when I first read the news. I was like, oh, man. And then you texted me about five minutes later, and I was like, yeah, all right, just pile it on. Who else is next? Um, yeah. it's I, uh, I was a little disappointed on that. Yeah, I was a little sad when I saw that. I know um, the hope wasn't like high that he was going to return to Orange County. I think we were talking about it over the last few episodes uh, that potentially he's looking for a, a good club out in Europe to go to. Uh, I, I guess I'm just sort of disappointed that he's back in the USL and it's not with Orange County. I was hoping that if he did come back to or- uh, to the USL, Orange County would still be his his club. Uh, but you got to understand, probably uh, Indy's willing to pay him a little bit more. Uh, Ill- uh, uh, Indy's willing to um, or maybe he's seeing that as more of an opportunity or shot to get into MLS or he wants that second chance of that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. Luckily, unless we make it to the the championship game and Indy makes it, we don't really have to watch him at least live or, um, see him hurt our team, but definitely, um, I guess definitely sad that he's not going to be there. Um, well, let's move on. Let's talk more, I guess, a little bit about roster, or at least we don't have any official roster news to share with you. Uh, but Dylan did notice on social media the other day that a player was seen in an image uh, uh, practicing or training with the club. Uh, I'm going to let you, Dylan, uh, speak on that. Yeah, um, and he should be a familiar, at least, profile of the face from what we saw Um in 2017, it was uh, Jerry Van Wolfgang on uh, the Jerry Van Avike. Um Looks like he's back in Orange County. Uh, it's unofficial as to whether or not he's under contract yet, but he does fill our need for a left winger. Um, and there were some hints about some roster moves that we received from um, Oliver Weiss and um, trying to think of who else. But kind of called the club out on Twitter yesterday, and uh, although they haven't announced anything, I imagine uh, his um, visa stuff is being processed right now. Uh, I did get a bit of stick from uh, Matt Fonseca, uh, so I imagine that's about as official as it's going to get until that uh, visa work is complete and he is announced as a signing. But uh, he's a strong, uh, quick left winger, so that that fulfills the need we have. And I imagine he'll work quite well into the, uh, into Cloutier's system. Uh, in addition, he's got a wonderful right foot for free kicks. So that gives us just another option for, uh, those shots in addition to, uh, Aiden Quinn. 
So uh, a couple of things here. So it, it, if uh, training is sort of in a public area, people are able to get pictures or whoever shared that picture. I don't know where that picture came from exactly. Uh, but, you know, it's it's not something that like is top secret if he's out there training in, in a public area with the team. Uh, like you said, probably something to do with the visa or getting a, a contract finalized with him. I, I know when we got a chance to speak with uh, the front office uh, people there for Orange County, they they hinted that there's probably going to be some signings coming up, some good signings to announce just, uh, you know, hold tight, you know, have to work out the final details, this and that. So we're, we're definitely excited to see what they have coming for us. Uh, and, you know, this is definitely potentially one of those signings. And my second thing is maybe now that he's going to be on the roster now, I can actually get a handshake uh, and uh, not get. Uh, You're really hung up about that. That's like the third or fourth <laughs> time that you've brought this up since since we started talking about him. I don't know if we've ever brought it. Have we brought it up on the podcast? Not on the podcast, but yeah. earlier tonight, right before we started on Friday and brought it up. You really hung right. up on this. We'll make sure he gets you one. <laughs> uh, for those of you that are like wondering what I'm talking about there, it's uh, after the uh, playoff match where Orange County knocked out Reno. I, I He was walking out you know, back in the locker room and I just sort of held out my hand to try and you know tell him good game. And you know, probably not the best time to try and get a handshake from the opposing team. Uh, but you know, I was trying to just be, you know, be a good person, you know, tell him good job out there, you know, but whatever it, it, it I'm, I'm yeah, just, sort of, I'm just sort of, I was Dylan was right next to me and he even laughed at me when he saw that I was just, you know, fully extended handshake and just left hanging. Uh, but you know, it, it is what it is. And I understand the circumstance. I just sort of joke around with it. I, I don't har- you know, harbor any feelings. It's just one of those things that just try not to cry on air. Everyone knows you, you really care. Just don't, don't cry on air. Our ratings will go down. I can't really cry on command anyway. So, Um, yeah. So no official statements for any new signings, although we've been hinted at some signings that are coming this way uh, or that are going to be coming. And we were hinted that they are going to be some good signings. So uh, this may be one of those ones that are the good signing, or maybe this is just a signing and there's still some more good signings or at least some quality signings uh, from what we were hinted at. Um, and where we sort of got some of that information is uh, we ha- uh, hung out at the Hilton in Costa Mesa on Friday. Uh, and uh, make it sound group. weirder. We were there for a press conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Dylan were just hanging we out hanging with out. the front office. We're hanging out with the front office at, at the Hilton in Costa Mesa, just randomly. No, we were there for. I was getting to it, Dylan. Dang, hold your horses. Uh, we were there for the Vassell Kobe press conference. Uh, for those of you that have been hiding under a rock for a while. So Kobe's out here to play some scrimmage matches against or friendlies, I guess is what we call them in soccer uh, against some American competition, uh, mostly MLS, but there is one uh, USL team they are playing, I believe for sure. And that's Orange County. And we were there representing Orange and Black Soccer Cast in Orange County. And although didn't get a chance to ask any questions to the the players that were available, it was Iniesta, David Villa, uh, Podolsky, and I can't remember the other name and I guess if I pulled up my mail I could check it but uh, uh, players and coach uh, and the coach from this Kobe answered some questions for the media and we you know ran into a couple of uh, front office guys for Orange County including uh, the GM and got to speak a little bit but this uh, Kobe let's talk about it because that match is coming up a week from tonight at championship soccer stadium um, Dylan was actually at the match last night where Vassell Kobe took on Columbus crew and former Orange County soccer club, great Alex Cronally 
Uh, Dylan, what, uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on just sort of the, that match, Vissel Kobe, and what to expect uh, next week? You know, actually, I'm going to start with a pitch. And um, although it is crowned a little bit and noticeably crowned a little bit, uh, it is grass and entirely grass and actually looks pretty decent. So the dirt, uh, the dirt patches are, are gone? Yeah, for but now? there's also only been like nine, 70 competitive minutes played so far. So uh, we'll see at the end of um, maybe at the end of the preseason how it's looking um, before the, the real abuse begins. But beyond that, um, it was actually pretty decent. Uh, the crew requested two 35-minute halves instead of a full 90. This um, could be obliged. And then from that point on, it was just kind of a... It's about as preseason it gets. Um, teams trying to figure out what they're trying to do. Players trying to to earn starting positions, um, and neither team looked great per se. Uh, Vizelkovi is obviously on another level with three World Cup winners, um, but still, the crew held their own decently. They were a little shaky at times, um, and, and were basically lucky to have drawn nil nil. Uh, but it was a it was a decent match, somewhat exciting, uh, even though you know at a at a time like this, basically everyone that's going to be there is going to be there because uh, Andres Iniesta and uh, Davia and Lucas Podolski are there, um, so they're there to get their Barcelona shirts signed. Or I saw a guy with a um, Atletico Madrid jersey, and I was like, why are you getting a Barcelona legend to sign this? But whatever, so, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, there's soccer. It's back. It's it's not ideal, um, but it's back. It's worth watching. Oh, and some crew people wanted uh, some live tweets, um, so I saw that and uh, dutifully obliged. So now I saw I you just tweeting some... up tweeting up numbers. Yeah, I didn't. Did you I only recognize a presser or anything. No, and I only recognized uh, <laughs> Alex Cronali's number and then learned uh, Fabinho because they're right back said his name. So I. I picks it up there um but yeah now i feel like i've made some friends with some uh columbus crew people so how did uh alex finale look out there uh he did not look good um for for an mls level that is uh he looked shaky um and i think he's one of those guys that's really trying to to prove he's ready for the mls uh even though he's still young um the defense was caught flat-footed and obviously Cronelli is a part of that they were caught f- caught flat-footed a few times, uh, himself included. He was a little bit late to a challenge, uh, caught the man, went in hard, too. I uh, picked up a yellow for that, and then uh, retaliatory challenge, I don't know, two minutes later, uh, went the same way, but it was a little bit softer in the air, and Cronulla stayed down for a minute, so there were a couple people heckling him in the stands that were right there watching it, which was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean... If we look at Cronali's performance, it's going to basically be how everyone's is. It's a little bit shaky. It's the first really competitive thing they've done all season. So everyone's just getting into the swing of things for now. Yeah, I think the the first game is always going to be like that one match that, yeah, it isn't going to look great. Um, players are just, you know, getting back into shape, let alone, you know, soccer form and, and whatnot. So that's understandable. Um, interesting that you have this matchup between basically two two teams that have nothing to do with with Orange County other than 
uh, a lone player from last year, Alex Cronali. You know, other than that, it's you know pulling in just random soccer fans, uh, and and unfortunately, it's in, in an area that that seems to be difficult. Um, but you know, again, very first sort of match for the 2019 preseason. Uh, and, and looking forward to to what's going to happen next week when Orange County gets a chance. I'm sure for many players in Orange County, this is going to be sort of this dream opportunity, this dream match. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some players on on Orange County that I have idolized some of the players that they will be taking the pitch with next Tuesday. Uh, it will be interesting to see how that match goes. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, I don't know how many of you listening or how many Orange County fans are excited to see their team, their 2019 team for the first time and, and get an opportunity to see some, some world-class soccer greats uh, at the same time. Yeah. I mean, all the players should be used to it playing against Drogba um, the last two seasons, but I think it's just another one of those opportunities um, and they're going to be focused on uh, earning their and earning their spots in, in the squad as well and, and trying to stack up against a higher quality team. Um, Obviously, those guys are getting paid a lot. There's no other reason for them to be in Japan. Um, they could go play in any league, and teams would be happy to have them. But there's got to be, I mean, there's clearly there's got to be money behind uh, them all playing uh, at Vissel. You think you think they make a lot? I'm sure they make <laughs> a lot. Um, you know, kind of a huge company, uh, and if you go to the stadium, you'll see all of the advertising boards are uh, Rakuten boards right now. Um, so, yeah, they're getting paid a lot, but at least maybe it's just Podolsky. Um, I know he's an intense personality, um, but that fire for him, despite whatever he's making and his age, that fire for him is still there. Um, there was a late challenge, and he was one-on-one with the keeper when the ref called it back uh, as a foul um, instead of giving the advantage, and Podolsky lost his head for a minute, and Swore at the ref a bunch, told him to give a yellow, uh, and then kicked a ball through the advertising board, which is amazing. Um, so if you're looking for some intensity, it'll still be there. Uh, it's obviously they're here for business uh, and to, to kind of get tuned up for the season, but there's still that drive. Uh, they're still professionals, so oh, that'll yeah. be exciting. That'll give us something to uh, to cheer for. Well, and, I, and I think, you know, at least for Vissel Kobe, uh when we were at the press conference on Friday, you you got that sense from the players that this this is a serious uh, trip to America to prepare for their season. Um, they are looking forward to the challenges and and building that camaraderie with their team. And, and hopefully, uh, Orange County will be able to put up a good fight against them. Uh, the only question or the only concern I may have at this point is who's going to be the goalkeeper for Orange County. At least as of now, we still are not quite certain who the starting goalkeeper is going to be for the club. Uh, it'd be nice to sort of have someone in place and get them some training this week before that match, just give them a, an opportunity to be ready for it. Uh, maybe it's going to have to be um, Cervantes in that preseason match. Maybe there's someone, one of those uh, quality signings that we've heard about that are just, you know, waiting on finalization of the, whatever it's going to be um, to join the team. Uh, maybe that's just the one scary part heading to it is we have one goalkeeper and it's uh, well, we only very... have one center back too. And you need two of those. So uh, unless we're going to play like a three, five, two, which we can't do against a team that like this. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's true. But I, I mean, 
I, I still would feel a little bit more safer. If you had to pick one or the other, I'd say we need a goalkeeper over a center back because you can sort of throw one of our fullbacks in at center back type role just as an emergency pitch uh, pinch. But um, yeah, uh, maybe it'll be a good opportunity just to get to see what Cervantes has uh, and see where he ha- where he is in his progression uh, for you know what he can do uh, potentially here in the near future. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see him play probably. I don't know if it's going to be 45 or 35 minutes. Um, I'm assuming it probably, or maybe it'll be like 3.30s like we had a couple times last year in the preseason. Um, assuming it's 2.45s, we'll probably see Cervantes play 45. Um, and then we'll also probably see, we've got a couple, um, I'm assuming they're on trials right now. There was a guy who was, uh, training with the team last year around the time that we, in early August, um, when we were playing uh, Swope Park, he was out warming up with uh, Andre Rawls and Casey Byers. Um, and I, I recognized his face in one of the videos at the club um, put on Instagram a few days ago. So I imagine that he's uh, or he's on trial again. I, I recognized him. Um, I imagine he'll probably get some time too, if not the other guy as well. It basically comes down to... Um, who they're feeling confident in as those days wear on, because I doubt we're going to get, um, let's say like a lone goalkeeper in from the MLS in the next few days. Uh, we've got a six weeks to do that. I'd, I'd say, um, no, I and hopefully, it. you know, it'll be Andre Rawls again, but. <laughs> oh man. I, I think, um, I think we're not the only ones that are hoping that that's, that's the, uh, one of the big names we're going to see rejoining the team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. There's, you know, other goalkeepers training with the team, but there's been no official announcements as far as a roster spot again, other than Aaron Cervantes. Um, again, I, I, I'm actually excited to just sort of see what he can do actually in a match. We get a lot of opportunity to watch him, uh, you know, warming up prior to the match at halftime. looks like he's got some definite skills out there and, you know, he's, uh, you know he's at least somewhat decent or so you know pretty good because he gets called up to the uh, USL under 19 squad or under 21 squad one of those squads USL Are you sure it wasn't the Did uh, I say USL USA yeah. You know what I mean Dylan man gosh <laughs> That's just one letter But uh, I guess the funny thing I was I was looking on Facebook today this is just sort of random uh, a friend of mine posted an article from a newspaper talking about uh, DMX is getting out of jail and what? in the, what? is this a soccer podcast? <laughs> well, no, 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 because it's just talking about the one letter, right? So it's the, the headline was DMX is being released from jail or whatever it is. And the image was an image of the rapper DMC from run DMC uh, in, you know, sort of the, what does one letter mean? It's, I mean, what's well, the difference between DMX and DMC? Um, just wow. like USL and USA. You want to call me out on it? You're going to learn. That's something. okay. That's why this happened. Wow. I just, thank God you pointed that out. Cause I was really lost. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, again, excited just to see the whole team, uh, see what type of talent is sort of hidden there. You know, there's probably a few players out there that are not on contract. that are still, uh, the club is still, you know, trying to make a decision on, and this will be an opportunity to see what those players can do against some quality competition. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll be at training tomorrow, so uh, I'm and I'm sure they'll probably ask that I don't say who's there, but I'll keep an eye out of who's looking and good and whatever they're doing. <laughs> and, and if you I see any me, familiar faces, 
you can let me know if, if I should not worry about goalkeeper, if you see anything great out there on, in, on that front or, or center back uh, for our fans. Um, hopefully, yeah, but it'll be good just uh, over the next few weeks to see the the players are going to be added to the roster. It's going to be great to see what this team just sort of looks like. And I'm sure if, if you're like me, uh, as an Orange County fan, you've been itching for some Orange County soccer club uh, matches, games, uh, a chance to be back at the stadium with your fellow supporters. And this will be the first opportunity really to do that. So uh, I know I will be there. Dylan should be there. Of course I'm going to be there. I, I want soccer <laughs> into my veins, you guys. Oh, um, other than that, uh, any other Orange County based information you can think of Dylan or is it time to get into our typical uh, end of episode information now uh other than just look out for i mean obviously because it's the preseason and we need a full squad but look out for a few i think it was four is what was suggested new signings in the next all right we'll say two weeks um maybe by the end of next week we'll get another big announcement like when we were signed uh hume and amico and uh uh, hopefully we get another one of those. Um, but yeah, I imagine there's going to be another good, good few players who, uh, either sign or hopefully resign, um, with the club. Perfect. Um, let's get into it. Um, what's your random thought? And I'm sure it's something to read for our, our listeners, Dylan, but go for it. You know, I've actually, um, I've taken a bit of time away from reading this week. Uh, so, so you, far, you, so you become more American. No, because I've I actually spent more time I'm joking, exercising. I'm joking, I'm joking, so I'm I definitely have not become more American. Ooh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll still work. <laughs> if you're still listening, thanks for still listening, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. Um. No, I've actually been watching a little bit of. Uh, well, I watched some soccer earlier today, and. Um, my I Luton thought you were going to say like keeping keeping up with the Kardashians or something. No, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, my okay, Luton Town are currently five points uh, clear at the top of League One, going for back to back promotions. Um, just like uh, now, McCabe from Louisville City, formerly from Louisville City. Um, imagine winning promotion. It's a foreign thought for us American soccer fans, but it'd be pretty sweet. Uh, oh, I'd love it. It looks like uh, Luton's about to go up into the championship. Um, on a fine or on a form. Very exciting 3-2 win today against second place Portsmouth, who some of you might remember from playing in the uh, in the Prem seven-ish years ago. Other than that, I've been watching a decent bit of um, in-betweeners, which I can recommend to those of you who are not easily offended and are older. And uh, Peaky Blinders, which would I'd also recommend that to those of you who don't have an issue with uh, violence. Um and are also uh, a little bit older, so uh, yeah. So basically, you're 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 recommending making some re- recommendations for our listeners who watch CBS. Um, sure. Just say are sure. you throwing a punch at me because I happen to watch? I'm sure you do. You you're news. like this older spirit, man, Dylan. You 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 do stuff that not many 21 year olds uh, typically do. So man, if you felt my back when I wake up in the morning, you'd understand. Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what to talk about. Uh, you had like two minutes. I was giving you so much time. 
Yeah. I, you know, typically I jump into Tottenham talk, but I just do not want to talk about them right now. Oh, what happened to them this weekend? Uh, uh, no one cares. It's okay. It. Right? Yeah. It's okay. They want to talk about it. Yeah, that's right. Um, but oh, I just, uh, let's get back into watching stuff. I just started watching Ozark on Netflix. I think is what that's on. I'm pretty interesting. Watch the first episode thinking about watching more of it. Um, Hmm. Well, yeah, hopefully, uh, Everything worked well with this this feed here. Uh, again, trying something new, trying to add a little bit of production value into what you're watching here on this feed, and hopefully everything worked out great. Um, yeah, I think that's good. I mean, for the last few weeks we've been going pretty long. You know, I think last episode was like an hour and fifteen or twenty minutes. Fifteen. So, yeah. Yeah. So to to keep it under an hour this week, uh, hopefully we're not disappointing some of you that like to just listen to our voices for long periods of time. While you're doing whatever, if you're one you of those people, doing, just give me a phone call, not. and I'll just chat you you up for hours about what's that dumb phone stuff. number, Dylan? Um, yeah, the, <laughs> if you if if you, you don't, uh, yeah, no, don't don't say it, man. You don't want your phone no. number out there in public like that. My no. phone number is out there in public, and I get spam calls probably ten times a day. So nice. No, if you uh, you probably have it if you need it, so. So if you have Dylan's number and you just want to hear more of his voice, give him a call. He's willing to talk to you. Yeah, I'm lonely because school hasn't started again yet. <laughs> hey, you got like like another couple or another week and a half, right? Another week and a half. My God. <laughs> Someone please give me something to do. Uh, oh, last thing I guess to talk about is I, I bought my plane ticket to fly up to Reno for the match. So I'll be at their uh, opening day to cover the match, uh, maybe do some sort of quick pregame something or other. While uh, the players are warming up, we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, but yeah, I got that. Uh, who else is heading out to the match? Uh, let us know on Twitter if you're going to be heading out to Reno for that that opening match. It'll be awesome. I'll have to reach out to our buddy uh, John and figure out what is there to do. Like, what's the ultimate two hour Reno experience? Uh, since that's about all the time I'll have before the match starts. Um. Yeah, I think that's good to go. I, I think we've covered what we wanted to cover. Uh, next week is the Vissel Kobe match. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to play that as far as our, our episode. Maybe we'll just do a quick random, uh, you know, Facebook Live from our phones just to sort of discuss the match and any other news that's happening between now and then. But I uh, want to once again thank Chris from Nine Years Podcast for joining us to talk about Harry Forrester and AFC Wimbledon. Of course, Dylan, thank you for being on here every episode to uh, help people not have to just hear my voice uh, for 60 minutes. Give you some um, <laughs> some stick for miss saying things and yeah. all that sorts of it's It's fun. become, you know, at this point, if I don't miss say things, then it just wouldn't be an orange and black soccer cast, I think. Although I think this episode I did decently well. I think I just messed up USA instead of USL instead. I mean, there might have been a couple of things, but... Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to end it. <laughs> we're going to end it there. So for Dylan, this is Ray, the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out.
podcasts are a great way for your business to advertise to target audiences. And the Orange and Black Soccer Cast is looking for advertisers like you. If you're interested in advertising your business on our podcast, please email us at info at orangeandblacksoccercast.com. The Orange and Black Soccer Cast has joined forces with many other soccer podcasts, many of them focusing on the USL. We're now part of the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm.